0: I get it. I get it. Well, I Push understand. Again, don't don't though. ship
1: something broken. I understand that. Right, right. Please don't do so, that. I get it. But I, I do it. want to tell people why we want it.
0: Yeah, because bandwidth, right? I mean, well, the, smaller, yeah, so better smaller, compression.
1: Better, mm-hmm. yeah. And and the high dynamic uh, range uh, that you're going to get out of the uh, colors that are in so, your image. It does so, HDR. They do HDR natively.
0: No, I'm 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 excited for it. But you can turn it on though, right? about in
1: firefox you can but it's uh, like marius Nestor said it's likely not to work av oh really that's what he said
0: image avif enabled browser true okay
1: cannot be displayed
0: because it contains errors (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) that's broken all right fine fine i'll turn it off
1: Coming up in this episode of Linux User Space, we'll redirect your feedback. We'll talk, we talk about a driving force. Apps that are not focused. Watch out for Mozilla. Kernels keep on popping. We give a little TLC to the PC. and We bring all the factors for the focus. Hello and welcome to Linux User Space. I'm Dan. And I'm Leo. Hey, Leo. Um, I've had a little fun with uh, Caddy this week. Um, well, maybe well, you noticed.
0: Well, before we get into, before we before we get into that.
1: Oh. Okay. Why Why in the
0: world is it that uh, you've been digging into Caddy so much? Well, let's, let's, let's... about
1: that. <laughs> Yeah. We needed yeah. to come up with a way to do some redirecting around a little bit, so we we kind of changed some things, made it a little simpler for ourselves even, where we're just kind of uh, redirecting most of our stuff to Fireside, so that uh, right. we, we got one place to update and uh, focus we, on. So.
0: Exactly. Long story short, there was a little bit of VPS shuffling, a little bit of domain name shuffling, and... Now everything is back uh back up and running, so if you notice that the website just happened to you know not exist for a little while um hey that's fixed all yeah, thanks we fixed to, that problem <laughs> all thanks to Dan um
1: yeah, really I mean you you did a lot of work, and in the process learned a lot about caddy i did I did learn a lot about Caddy, actually, it brings us into the feedback, but we'll get to there in, in a minute um yeah, so I did, and Caddy. For redirects anyway, is like crazy simple. Um, I, I I wrote up the little caddy file and uh told caddy to run and uh boom, it did all my redirects.
0: So is, it, is this a is this is this another markup language kind of thing that you gotta do?
1: A little bit. It it reminds me a little of like what you'd set up in Nginx, perhaps. Um okay. so like Caddy is like super flexible, and what I'm doing with it is like really small um you can do the whole um you know yaml type file and break it all out it'll it'll do all that nonsense for you but if you just need some simple things you can actually do it right from the command line so if you wanted to build a a file server you know or share files over the web you could do that you just tell it caddy run file server and really it'll serve up files it's kind of cool. Huh. Like you could do it okay. right from there. You, you you don't have to do anything. But I made a caddy file, which is kind of great because you can reference it and it's always there. You know the configuration's always there. So, um, that really just does a couple simple redirects, and then when it gets to the bottom one, it uh, redirects to Fireside. So, hmm. um, it's kind of cool. Um, made my housekeeping a, a little uh, cleaner, hopefully, and uh, yeah, and I think it gets everybody to where they want to be.
0: Yeah, I think so. You got you got one website to hawk, right? I mean, that's that's the idea. And then slash the thing you want. Right. And it's caddy in the background doing all of the heavy lifting that I guess. I mean, well, prior to this, we had an entire WordPress site yeah. doing a lot of that heavy lifting. Exactly. And this is it's just much simpler.
1: And so you can do this in a number of ways. You could use Apache. You could use Nginx. You could use a whole bunch of different things. But uh, this was a lot less lines of code. And the thing yeah. is written in Go, uh, so it's super fast. It's all binary basically, and uh just kind of runs. Hmm. Huh. Very nice. Yep. So what um.
0: kinds of what, what kinds of things did we add? Because we've added a couple of things. I know we'll talk about it in the housekeeping. We'll get I mean, it in the you know, housekeeping too. But it's like it's it's very easy to just like skip, 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 skip through the housekeeping. So Yeah, it's true.
1: <laughs> we did add some redirects. We added uh Twitter, uh Matrix, um, Discord, um I feel like I'm leaving one out. I'll Matrix. Get... Did you say Matrix? I think I said Matrix. You said Matrix. Twitter, Telegram.
0: Tele- that's the one. Yeah. yeah. That's,
1: I knew I was missing one. So that, yeah. one,
0: that one has the most traffic. I don't know how we forgot that one.
1: Well, we had that one before, but like I kept oh, it right, going, right. obviously. So yeah. So anything, you know, Linux space, dot show slash Telegram, Matrix, you know, any of those or Discord or whatever, it'll take you right there. It'll take you right to our page and it, and it works uh, pretty slick.
0: That's pretty cool. I think this is this is for a lot of Linux folks that don't do the admin side of things. This is where it gets really, really nebulous. So, I mean, take a step this, back. I this guess, could
1: at- be simple enough that anybody, I feel like, even if you haven't done any sysadmin work or not much of it, if you've just run a Linux machine, you probably could get the hang of this pretty quick. That's um,
0: exactly what I was going to ask you to do. Like, take a step back from the admin role, the admin hat. Take that off for a second. Yeah, how easy would it be? So fairly easy for even a novice to get.
1: Yep, it handles all of your SSL certificates for you if you have a domain. Um, So you just point it at your IP address, uh, build up your caddy file, and uh, yeah, away you go.
0: And it just kind of handles all the things huh mm-hmm. even a file server if that's even what you a file want
1: server to. or web page it'll it'll uh it'll it'll do that stuff um there's a whole lot of options really I'll have a link in the show notes to the caddy server project um it's pretty cool
0: that's awesome
1: that is cool all right that uh brings us uh solidly right into the feedback so a little while ago i talked about reverse proxies and stuff like that um and uh matthias wrote in. so he matthias wrote back in after uh my suggestion that he he went and tried traffic again i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> we're not
0: we're not there yet we, we, we'll apologize in a minute
1: oh okay well i was doing it in advance i guess so um Matthias writes back in. He says, hey, to my surprise, I heard my name and message to you in the latest episode. Did, had, did you
0: think we weren't going to talk about your feedback? We are going to talk about your feedback.
1: We're going to talk about his <laughs> feedback again. He says, I totally had forgotten that I had I'd sent it. He says, great that Dan is going to dip his toes into Linux servers universe. There's almost no way back. Great community, great help, and great docs. Well, I agree with that, and I'm willing to try a lot of things, obviously. <laughs> Well he says, Well, I talked about traffic in my last message. I know you can write config in YAML, but still. And he's not wrong. It is kind of tedious. YAML is not the most fun, right? Yeah.
0: Well, you better get your tabs right, man. Nah. Or your spaces.
1: Oh, um. I know. This <laughs> is commands or labels. Too many lines of labels for each service. Ah, I get that too. There's a lot. He says with swag, if you find your service in the proxy configs, folder, remove the dot sample, restart swag, and you're done. That is pretty simple, and I do like simple a lot. He says, well, while researching traffic, I saw a light dangling. I got mesmerized and followed the light. I arrived at Caddy, which promised that the grass was greener on the other side. And sure, that was correct if you want to handle one domain and no subdomains without Cloudflare. So, he's got a link to his, uh, his thoughts on what happened, and uh, you can look at the support thread linked out of, uh, out of his uh, blog post, uh, and I'll have that in the show notes, too. He says, uh, I'm back with Swag now, for good this time. I've used it since it was called Let's Encrypt, which Leo mentioned last time, right? Yeah. yeah that's a l- l- of- out...
0: l- Just a little confusing now, because it's yeah. an actual Let's Encrypt, yeah, for sure. I do like
1: Swag. Swag's a good name, too, though.
0: Swag is the best name honestly. Yeah. Uh it just the name alone maybe want to try it out.
1: Yeah, I agree. And uh it says nowadays I use it with Cloudflare and zero SSL and as I said the template proxy configs is easy so make make your own or use one that's already done. Linuxserver.io was the reason I remade my whole home lab to Docker. That's cool. I I think that's a great way to do your home lab, right? It's a great way to experiment. Those guys
0: make a container of everything. They like do. Every, every every software that you could possibly run on a server, I swear, Linux Linux Server IO probably has it.
1: I so think you're not just, wrong.
0: Just, just go to hub.docker.com, type in Linux Server, uh, just that, and all of their containers will come down, and there'll probably be something in it that you want.
1: Yeah. Whatever you're looking for, it's probably there. Yeah. It says, at the moment I use Pop! OS as a daily driver. It's scratches all my itches for the most part. Keep up the good work and rock on. Matthias aka Matthew. Well, thank oh. you Matthias. Really appreciate the feedback and uh sorry to put you through the pain again, I guess, but uh I'm glad you experimented with it because you know, I like experimenting with things.
0: Before the show, I think that's what we were talking about. I mean, that that's just one thing that you have to do as someone that's experimenting with Docker or someone mm-hmm. that's experimenting with things that sysadmins do in general and I mean, yeah. On a, on a totally separate topic we were talking about in Telegram, uh, mm-hmm. or, uh, Dan, you mentioned something in Telegram. That's the best way to learn is to get mm-hmm. it wrong a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the absolute best way to learn.
1: But, yeah, yeah tri- I think, trial and error and emphasis on the error part. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um.
0: So, but I have a question now with uh, Linux server. So, I run fresh RSS for myself. I VPN in so I can get it no matter where I'm at. Sure. And they linuxserver.io has a version of fresh rss and then fresh rss themselves publish a docker image mm. is there uh, there there wasn't one that i could see but especially if you're listening and you might know is there a reason why i would use the linuxserver.io version of the fresh rss versus the official fresh RSS Docker image.
1: I, I don't know about that container in particular, but I do know that some of them will switch out like uh the um database backends. So you'll have Postgres or oh. My, MySQL or or something like that. And and sometimes they'll they'll change the versions and they'll switch database backends or if if they come with a uh like a web server you know, on the front end of things sometimes, some of those applications, they'll have Apache or Nginx and they'll they'll flip those around too. So it it kinda it can make a difference on how the container is comprised, if you will, and your personal preference and what you're used to. So I got it.
0: And that's actually one of the things that uh Matthias actually ran into right. in his in his journey to figure out well, I just wanted the thing that I already had, right? Right. <laughs> um, which is um, he was using an image of caddy that was put together by somebody else. And I cannot remember for the life of me. It was like Hortio or Horatio or something like that. They had put together one that was supposed to be a little bit simpler. And I think that lended itself to some of the issues that he was having. Um, he was running into issues where it was you know, not made here, right? Like right. Like the, the caddy guys were, well, we have an official image. And if you want something custom or you want something special, you want to probably just rebuild that image and then deploy that for yourself. Right. And, yeah, Matthias was uh, kind of of the, of the opinion that, well, I mean, that's that's not great user experience. And it,
1: know, He's I, not I, wrong. I, he's not wrong. It's confusing. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, it very much is. And especially if you're just starting out. And I think that's what it sounds like Matthias is at where – you know you're familiar with docker and how it works and things like that but you're still a you know fairly green mm-hmm. about uh deploying these services and how they work together and uh all of that kind of stuff
1: so well and sometimes you just want to pull it off the shelf and have it work you don't want to have to fuss around with it a whole bunch of times
0: isn't that kind of what docker is about it I mean, is it, but like, it
1: is yeah you want it to be super easy sometimes and sometimes it Oh, you bang your head on the desk. <laughs> right, right.
0: You know, I I think, you know, as as you as your services get more and more important as they're more and more integral to whatever it is that you're actually doing to make money, then of course you probably want to actually mint your own version of this container mm-hmm. versus pulling something off of the oh, shelf. Probably. But yeah. But, as you're learning, pulling stuff off of the shelf and having it mostly work with a tweak here and there is kind of nice, and that um, it just sounded like that's not what Caddy was providing. They require you not. to do a a little bit more than just you know off the shelf, plug something in and call it call it good right, yep, I agree
1: with that, so well, as anyway, far as
0: pop OS as the daily driver, Dan it sounds like you don't agree.
1: I didn't say I'd <laughs> no, wait a minute, no, 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 no i it's not bad. Use what works for you. That's that's that's, that's my general motto, and I even just said that a little while ago on Telegram. Uh, he you can, did. You can he go did. research it. But my son actually uses Pop OS and really enjoys it, and I'm just happy he uses Linux on his desktop.
0: I was I was so excited um, to hear that. Uh, I guess I mean the, the process about GNOME and Libidwaita. I, I guess that's how you say that. Mm-hmm. And the theming and don't theme my dot app or whatever oh, that yeah. website is. Um, I, I was, I was so close. I could taste it. A KDE version or a plasma version of Pop! OS. I was so excited for it because I'm, I'm kind of of two minds, right? I mean, I, I really enjoy the Arch kind of way of doing things, mm-hmm. but I really, really want plasma and I don't want the, the underneath of my operating system to change all the time. Cause you know, I'm really thinking about Audacity cause they got caught oh, in yeah. that whole you know, telemetry, not telemetry, and I know that uh, likely when uh, when the Arch folks compile it all together, they probably don't have that flag on, but
1: or at least if you had to, you could probably go to the AUR and get one that didn't. Well,
0: true, true, but um, you know, I, I guess Ubuntu has spoiled me in the uh, in the bottom stuff doesn't mm-hmm. change, but you can you know insert these PPAs here and there to to get the newest, latest, and greatest. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. I might I might toy more. With Plasma, but... Um, I get you. I, I, was, I was so... I could taste it. I could taste it. But it sounds like Pop! OS, Jeremy Soller, and all the rest are going to play nice and do the whole thing and uh, work with the GNOME team and make it all work together. Fine. That's good. Fine. I didn't need <laughs> a Plasma Pop! OS.
1: Nah. As long as it works.
0: That's true. It's true.
1: <laughs> all right. So this next topic. Um, well, let me just say drive manufacturers are sketchy. What happened? What? Uh, uh, oh, the, 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 it's parts swapping. Come on, really?
0: Like in in a food, if you were to serve somebody food and then you were telling them that, well, there's there's beef in here, there's some spinach in here, and there's some cream cheese in here, and then you just swap the cream cheese out for Velveeta.
1: That's not the I same. Mean,
0: it's not the same. <laughs> you, like, there's there's a warning label on the thing. This no longer contains cream cheese. It yeah. contains Velveeta now because Velveeta melts better or something, right? Yeah. Like, and
1: I might like Velveeta, but that's not what I ordered.
0: Right. Or they ran out of cream cheese, which is, yeah, I mean, very well, close to- That's probably
1: the issue, right? Right. <laughs> so
0: the simple version of the story, right, um, is we have a lot of these NVMEs and- out there right now that are not the same as what the spec sheet said they would be. So Western Digital, this is with the blue NVMe drive, crucial with the P2 version of their NVMe, and this is all because of the supply chain issues, and we all know what's been going on for the past year and a half, and that exacerbates the problem, but they've all cropped up in the past year and a half, and so those two companies decided to replace the faster NAND flash that they had in their NVMe drives from day one with slower NAND flash now. And this, uh, it seems like I I had a lock on Western Digital. Western Digital did it in June. I I don't have a lock on when Crucial did it, but they both did it. And it's not, it's not the numbers. They told us a number and Mm -hmm. that's not the number anymore. Those aren't the speeds of these drives. Mm -mm. What? This is as clear-cut a bait-and-switch as I've ever seen in my entire life.
1: Honestly, I... if there's not a lawsuit that comes out of this, I will be surprised.
0: Listen, Dan, you're going to get your $4, and I'm going to get my I know, $4. I will be surprised. I mean, what, what are you going to spend your $4 on, a Steam Deck?
1: Well, Yeah, <laughs> I might reserve a Steam Deck. Good idea. <laughs>
0: uh, but don't worry. Don't worry, Dan. They've promised. Western Digital mm. has come out. They've promised to anybody that's affected. Western Digital promises. They're going to tell you next time. Don't worry. If Wait a we minute. change. You're just
1: going to tell if, me next time?
0: Yeah. No, no.
1: Don't <laughs> you didn't worry tell about me this last time. time. No, 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 no. <laughs> this
0: time is different. It was uh-huh. an accident, supply chain issues, something, something. <sighs> Boats getting stuck in the Suez Canal. Okay. Look, here's the deal in the Panama Canal, whatever. One of those canals, canal, something. Listen. Next time this happens, we're going to tell you about it beforehand so you can know what's going on. Don't worry about the past. The past is in the past, Dan. We're going to leave that there, and we'll tell you next time. So if we (sighs) change things next time because of massive global supply chain issues brought on by a global pandemic, we'll let you know. Look, because this happens all the time. It happens all the time, Dan. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. We're going to let you know. And I just, I can't believe it.
1: I I really can't. Honestly, I think people would feel better if you canceled their order and said, like, we can't supply that anymore. And you're going to have to buy this new thing. And, oh, by the way, it's not as good, but it's what we got. People would buy it probably.
0: Right. What they they said they were going to do in the future is what they should have done already. If you're changing the chip and there's going to be a performance difference to what you were selling the entire time with this exact model number... Mm -hmm. then just tell me and i'll likely still buy it because i need it and it it just don't lie to me
1: yeah you can't keep the skew and change the product that's not what a skew number is about
0: i know that that's what's so i guess egregious about all of this is that they thought they could yeah greed they thought they could (laughs) get away with it (laughs) and then like apparently tech people do tech things like benchmarking drives and they realize that it happened? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they do. Oh, uh, uh, okay, so...
1: And then some of the, that, those people take them apart and look on the inside and find the chip is not the one that used to be there.
0: Exactly. And and as if they're not going to go onto Twitter and all of these other social media platforms <laughs> and bla- put put them on blast, right? Like,
1: I, I, yeah, that, yeah, that
0: doesn't happen. Tech people don't do that. No, never. Wow.
1: So, so yeah, that, it, it's a bold move. I feel like really bold.
0: Uh, it's a bold move, Cotton. It didn't work out for them. <laughs> it did not, not at all.
1: No, so, it did not. they got caught red-handed and uh, blasted all over the internet.
0: Yes, and I thought that was the end of it. Right?
1: The crazy thing is, it wasn't just one manufacturer doing that. It was a whole no. bunch of them. It's like they went in together and did the same things.
0: Right? They all got in a conference call and were like, "Hey, uh, listen, we can't get chips. What are we gonna do?" Are we going to tell the customers? And then everybody in tandem at the same time, we're all like, no. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I saw this one and I thought, oh, I guess I'm not buying any Western digital or crucial anymore. And, you know, I started talking about this on the internet with, you know, all over, all over the place. And. Every single time that came it comes up, well, you should have bought a Samsung in the first place well, I know why didn't you just buy Samsung? They're the best company in the world, and they have the fastest drives, and you just i don't know why you wouldn't ever buy Samsung
1: They were great until they did the same thing I know nobody good, nobody good what Ugh. samsung you were you were
0: the group you were you were like you charged ten dollars more for the same exact thing. 10? Because only ten? Well, okay, right. I mean, like if you're buying a Western Digital black,
1: okay, and then you yeah, want, right, you, you, you went to that. the
0: Samsung version of the same thing, it's likely ten to twenty dollars. It's not. It's, it's not. A it's huge close. Leap, They're closer. You're right. Right. Exactly. And but but they did it. They did what?
1: Uh, Why? You're, you're almost buy better off buying the cheaper, um, you know, drive. You know, no name off branded drive right. because you know what? They're not subbing parts because. They're already buying the cheapest part.
0: exactly right. So so <laughs> we we've been shown that these companies are
1: willing to be the same
0: performance and same reliability as mm-hmm. other companies that are already using those parts. Right. What what's what's the difference now?
1: No, buy the cheaper one. Ah, uh, just
0: buy whatever. Just at yeah, this point. Yeah, I guess it doesn't just, matter. Just buy what whatever's on sale. Get that. That's that's probably a good thing. I mean, the, the good thing I guess is that these Western Digital, the crucials, the Samsungs, they all have cash. Yeah, that, that's that, true. I mean, you can really take advantage of on the front end, but you know, you do a you do a 12 gig transfer or something like that. You run out of cash and then you start hitting these hundred and fifty megabyte transfer on an NVMe.
1: Yeah, that's not gonna be good.
0: On an NVMe. So Ish. I'm not I'm not happy about that at all. Luckily, so I bought a Western Digital mm-hmm. and I looked at my receipt and it was in May. Mm. And they made their swap in June, so I at least got some of the last good known stock of That's that good. Western Digital Blue. But so, um, yeah, I'll probably not buy a blue for another five, ten years.
1: I think the last NVMEs I bought were almost a year ago, not quite. Almost a year ago, though.
0: And There that, that was a lot of fervor about it. I mean, uh, you had bought a uh, Western Digital Black NVME for both your son and daughter, right? Yep. And I bought one for my desktop, and yep. so we almost got caught up. There was a lot of we fur were just about, before
1: that, I think. Yeah,
0: right. We, uh, but but even so, I don't. I don't think the Western Digital Blacks are caught up in this thing. But well, that would be good. There, there was a lot of speculation that it was. I didn't. I didn't see if there were any additional. Uh, you know, information about that. But uh, I guess this is kind of an ongoing thing. I bet you anything we're going to find a couple of different manufacturers that did the oh, this, same exact thing or more models. This story is not going to end.
1: It's not going to end. And ah, it's certainly not going to end well.
0: No, no, no. So, I can't believe it. The, 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 the three go-tos. I mean, these I are the go-tos. Mm.
1: But Samsung it's... actually gets worse. Yeah, and they and, and <laughs> so they've actually got some problems with their SSDs as well. So the 800 series, which has been very popular for a very long time, it has. Um uh, apparently they aren't they aren't gonna work with trim anymore in Linux.
0: So in, in Linux, right? So in we Linux. knew that the eight forty and eight fifty were having issues with yep, the, trim. Those are the older eight so, hundreds. Yep. Right. And so in the kernel they've just basically been blacklisted from doing trim operations, right? Yeah. And the downside to this, though, is that there's a performance impact to this, oh, absolutely. right? absolutely. When you yeah. start trying to reuse the space that, that should have been trimmed but wasn't, there's a performance penalty there. And now it looks like even though Samsung said they were fine.
1: Yeah, the 860s. 860 and, and the, the 870s. Ugh. Mm, they are not. Nope, they're in the same boat. They're all in the same boat. Every single one of them.
0: Yep, so shout out to Michael Larabel for doing the uh, the digging on this one. Found oh, out yeah. that the 860s and 870s and the next Colonel, uh, what is that? Colonel 4, 5, uh, I don't know if it's in 513 or 514. I should have done my homework on that one.
1: But mm, Yeah, I can't remember either, but yeah, I think it's 515.
0: Oh, 515. They're going to be disabled. Trim is going to be disabled in 860s and 870s. And eventually, once you can't trim uh you're going to feel the uh, performance decrease now that's the SATA one that's the uh, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's, I mean, a, it's
1: a regular ssd not an nvme so, right yep it still a, still hurts it still hurts
0: right I like i look up to samsung i'm like well this is the performance that i want
1: peak yep I they just, they really absolutely were i mean and performance wise like everybody that ran performance tests on those they were the best
0: app every single time every single time
1: so yeah, that that's a sad story.
0: So the, the real question, I guess at the end of all of this is what do you buy? What do you buy anymore?
1: I, I guess you got to lean towards Western Digital. Do, do you? I don't. Maybe <laughs> not. Maybe like your A data or uh, I don't know. One of those. I have a couple
0: of A data's. I'm OK with that. Um, I mean, but they were not creme de la creme in the they first not, place, right? I mean, they were mid-range at best, and I'm okay with that. I don't need, yeah, you know, 70 gajillion gigabits all the time.
1: The last but, SSD I bought was an HP. Oh, really? Which, I guess. I, I mean, maybe somebody's making it for them. I don't know. But, well, I uh, would
0: suppose so. You look real close. It's like got Micron across the, the chips or whatever.
1: Maybe, but but it's, it's an HP. It, okay, check it out. You know who... I, who? Oh, okay, I, I, there were, I, I'm there not going to tear it apart, but...
0: Well, I mean, oh, I thought it was an NVMe.
1: No, 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 it's SSD.
0: Okay, 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 don't open that. But do you know who's gonna come out scot-free in all of this? It's Seagate. Oh? There was, there was a debacle months ago mm-hmm. with the, oh, the SMR, SMR, CMR, and all of these hard disks, and uh, Western Digital got caught up in that one too, mm-hmm. where they were putting these drives that just were not capable of handling RAID. They just yes. were not up to snuff. And uh, Seagate sitting back there. Oh, yeah, Iron and Wolves are fine. They're yeah. not SMR. No big deal. Just buy a bunch of them and use whatever. And you know who else didn't get caught up in the current one? Seagate again.
1: Well, I mean, you don't see those a, a lot for NVMEs, but, uh, well, might be time to look for it.
0: They have a barracuda drive. They do have the Go barracuda take a drive. Look at them. Yep. They have not been caught up in this yet. Maybe I'll be wrong. By the time this thing releases, maybe there's another article where Seagate is got caught up in this as well, but I mean it seems like Seagate has had a pretty bad reputation for unreliability. But they did. I mean, well, I mean, you look at the But like they uh, had the, like
1: the greens and like they weren't noted for good re- reliability anyway. They were right. meant for consumer grade stuff, and they shipped a lot of those things. But and then, that's when why they I came-
0: really appreciated the back when they came out thing. with the
1: reds, um, I feel like they stepped up their game a little bit.
0: The uh, when they started so separating
1: west- them out and color coding them, and they they had the red ones, and they said these are for your NAS, and you're good to go. And 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 but
0: but those red ones are the ones that got caught up in the SMR thing on Western Digitals. So, on the Western I mean, digitals,
1: but I meant like right, but Seagate, so, right? So when they so started Seagate's
0: got the, the Iron that which just the answer to the to the reds. They've and, been
1: popular for a while, so I mean the
0: price is right. They they go on sale all the time on Newegg. I really I mean I hope I'm they're not as in the market right advertise. now for those drives. Yeah. Yeah. That that's well, like I said, all they really got to do is just not get caught up in any of these yeah, don't, issues. Don't goof up. <laughs> I mean, the performance can be, you know, five megabytes per second transfer slower than a Western Digital, but as long as it's not the SMR stuff, or as long as it's not bait yeah. and switch tactics, I feel like you're still coming out pretty, That's pretty true. clean out of all of this. That's true. Oh man, so who's the winner? If you <laughs> have an opinion about who the winner of all of this is, because because it, it surely is not, it's surely not Samsung. It's not Western Digital. It's not Crucial. Who I t- do I buy?
1: I tell you, who else is not winning is the consumer.
0: Yeah, we're we're getting the shaft. But what do I buy now? If yep. if I'm in the market for a one terabyte NVMe drive, what do I buy? Because mm-hmm. I, I would like performance, but I would also like them to not lie to me. Yeah. That, that would be nice. It's a, it's a, you know it's optional apparently, <laughs> but you know I, I like it. It's good. I appreciate yeah. that.
1: Yeah, I agree. So this next topic is a is kind of a short one. Um, but uh, we want to pitch a a website that's uh, new. It's
0: apps.kde.org, no, right? No, no,
1: no, no. Well, I mean, that's great too, but um oh. I'm talking about the apps.gnome.org.
0: Gnome has an app site now, they too.
1: They do. They've they've caught up with the other guy and oh uh, <laughs> But it's it's actually really nice. And I and I it is gotta say that I found some applications that I did not know existed. And so I think this is going to be good for them. It is uh,
0: just it's all it's all the things it's all the things that you already know I think is one of the biggest
1: things they are, about but this. like I said some of them I don't I didn't I didn't know that uh, some of those existed and I'm pretty happy to uh, go try them out mm-hmm. the cool Absolutely. thing is like so one of the things I, I if you're looking at the page you'll notice that they've got a little uh, mobile like phone-looking icon next to some of the applications, mm-hmm. those are the ones that are going to be, or already are, mobile-ready. So if you've got a phone and it's running a something GNOME, you can you can install those on there, and uh, they're like a mobile, the, the mobile apps, too. So.
0: so they've got it split out into a couple of different sections, and mm-hmm. the first one that you come into contact, these are the ones that you're going to know. You've already seen them. If you've ever yeah. installed a GNOME desktop that is... I, I, yeah a I lot of them do come the included word, yeah right i hesitate to say the word curated but i mean th- this is the gnome stuff right it's calendar yeah. cheese contacts disc usage analyzer, analyzer g edit files um i have gnome the color picker gnome music photos all those things right you know one thing that i didn't know was a core app was seahorse oh yeah and we we've been talking about you know dealing with uh uh,
1: Security, authentication. yeah, authentication. We'll, we'll, we'll talk yeah.
0: about authentication a little bit more. But Seahorse is what seems to me a competitor to something like Bitwarden, where you can manage your passwords, you can manage encryption keys, you can take these secure notes yeah. and things like that. Yeah, so Seahorse so, will
1: manage your GPG keys. It's it's kind of a good uh, tool for that.
0: Right. So it's just, it's it's nice. I feel like the user interface, not quite as easy yeah. to get to as uh something like Bitwarden, but it's there. You it's have available. the ability and it's built in. Mm-hmm. That I think is one of the best parts about it, right? I mean, you you, you tend to trust the software that comes pre-installed on the <laughs> thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I'll I'll say that uh this page actually adds a lot of discoverability though, um, which is great. Um it's uh I think it's it it brings some highlight to the things that uh they needed to highlight a little better, maybe. You know yeah, the things absolutely. that aren't installed, um, right? That you don't normally find. Um, they aren't. They're good apps.
0: And and those, uh, so there's there's two more. So the circles app, uh, circle apps, and oh. those are the applications that 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 are, I mean, official essentially, but they're just not typically installed. The distribution tends to control whether or not these are installed by default or not. Something like Deja Dupe backups, which you've probably heard of because does that not still come installed uh, in Ubuntu?
1: Mm, Yeah, I don't remember. I I haven't installed mainline Ubuntu in a while. Yeah, I'll have to.
0: to, Yeah, well, (laughs) I mean, on the show, we tend to not do that. So, yeah. Um, But then you have things like Podcast, which is one of my absolute favorite GNOME apps. That's a good because what. What I like to do is I like to get it straight from the RSS feed so I can know the moment, the absolute moment something drops. Because, you know, Apple has made their change where it takes a little while. And then, uh, you know, Dan, both you and I use uh, Plex Podcasts. Yes. So that takes a few minutes for it to. It it is. And so is Spotify.
1: That's true. Yeah, Spotify lags a little bit too.
0: But podcasts,
1: immediate.
0: The moment nice. it's on that RSS feed, it is in podcasts, So it's it's fantastic. They've got um Wike is a Wikipedia reader. They've got Kuha, elegantly record your screen. And I mean tons of other cool things. So yeah, these are, are just are, the, those are
1: names you you probably haven't heard of, I don't think. <laughs> probably, right?
0: I, I've never heard of Kuha before, but I'm very interested to try like it out. It's a
1: simple and, screen recorder kind of thing, right?
0: Yes. Yes. And the coolest thing about this stuff is that if you've already got Flatpak installed, guess what? You've got access to all of this stuff. Yeah. So you can go get it. You can go get it if you want it. It's how I get podcasts. It's how I have to get podcasts. There's no other way to get it that I know of. Uh, Well, easily. And then they've got some development apps as well. So, I mean, things that you would only use if you're in a certain segment of Linux users, like Builder and the color palette and contrast and the icon library, right? But these are apps that
1: you would need if you're building for GNOME or any of its derivatives. Yeah, uh, I, these are these are great apps. Uh, you know, the ones that are that are in the circle. Um, like I said, you, you don't hear about those a lot, and uh, I feel like they need some publicity. Um, and you should, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sure, there's probably a KDE app that matches up to that too, and that might be great as well, but...
0: But it's not built in GTK.
1: It's not built in GTK, <laughs> and uh, that doesn't... You know, it's good to have competition. Like, having one app is not the solution. We need more apps.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, may the best app win.
1: All right, Leo. It's time for the Mozilla watch.
0: Mozilla watch? I'm no, watching. I've been watching. And we're going to keep
1: watching, though.
0: So we got we got Firefox 92, which I don't have on my Linux machine just yet. Which You
1: should have it soon, though. It's been released um, today as we record.
0: Oh, I know. the The thing that I hate saying.
1: It'll be in a couple of days. Probably by the time the podcast releases, for sure, it'll be just about everywhere.
0: At least. But as we record, I have Firefox 92 on my Windows machine. No okay. Firefox ninety two on my Mac. Mm. I don't have it on my Linux machine, and not that I couldn't get it, not not that I couldn't go out and get it and then put it on my machine, but it's not. There's not the normal way to do things, so I'm. I'm uh, I, I need ninety two.
1: Yeah, maybe a day or two. Maybe a yeah. day or two. It won't be long. I, I'm sure I, it'll be. It'll be soon. I know. I know. I just.
0: I want it. I want it now, Dan. I want we're it now. We're not.
1: We're not. We're not first in line. You know what else we're not first in line for? Um, that would be a AVIF AV1 uh, image format. We're yeah. not first in line for that either. Um, no, we're, we're gonna, gonna not. wait again. We're gonna wait again. How this... many
0: times, Dan? How many times do we have to push AVIF back? Four times. Four is the ant. So it doesn't work when you say fifth time is the charm. That you've you've run out of charms. At that point, third time was it's not the charm. charming
1: anymore. It's not charming.
0: It's, it's not. Now it's now it's kind of sad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so that's been pushed off again to ninety three. It was supposed we'll get to get there. It was supposed to be released in ninety two, um, but it, I, You know, kudos to them. They didn't ship something broken. Yeah, please don't. True. Shi- please don't ship broken. That's not worth Absolutely
0: that. Absolutely true. There, there was a bug report put out where they they went to, I think it was the Washington Post or something like that, or the Atlantic, I don't remember. And some of the images just didn't come up. But the kicker about that thing, and you know, th- th- this, is, this, is, this is where my nerd really shines. I like to dig down to these bug reports. The funny thing about this is that it wasn't an AVIF image that didn't hmm. load. Somehow, by enabling AV1 support, it broke yeah. JPEGs. Mm-hmm. It broke a JPEG. What? So, to your point, Dan, you're absolutely right. Don't ship something broken because breaking JPEGs kind of breaks the internet.
1: Images are really where it's at these days in, uh, in web surfing. I mean, there was Turns a time when I first started web surfing that images were kind of verboten because it. With, with took the Lynx browser? Yeah, it took too long to uh <laughs> load your page if you had images on it. And uh, uh, man. Uh you know, back in in a, you know, the the Mosaic browser, back back way way back. That's when I first started browsing.
0: Ooh, I was thinking
1: Netscape Navigator no, when Mosaic. you were No, no, before that. Man, so I, so I'm I'm feeling Trumpet Windsock. Remember those things? Remember the dial-up the... in Trumpet Wind? Yeah, remember all that? Oh yeah. yeah.
0: The song of my people. Those are the that's the song of my people. Uh-huh. Dialing up at, at 14 kilobits per second or something like that. Firing up Netscape Navigator after you close down the AOL window because that browser sucked. I mean, yeah. and and then and then waiting for the images to like slowly tick 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 tick, tick and, down. Uh, we're and back then, to that
1: but, where we can't, watch, you know, look at images in Firefox anymore.
0: Yeah, there's no ticking. It just doesn't show up <laughs> it just sometimes. just doesn't show up at all. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Not no, happy so, about it. Come on.
1: Leo. Uh let me explain why you want these. Why do you want the A V one image? Yeah, because it, at this point
0: I I just want Firefox to just leave it off forever and stop teasing me with it.
1: No, you really want them because uh <laughs> the image format they can be lossless or lossy uh compression on them, but the compression is is much better um than traditional image formats. And the, the image size can be, you know, up to ten times smaller.
0: Whoa. So what you're saying is if I dialed up at 14 kilobits per second
1: you could probably look at the images this would be better okay yeah so you know images smaller gonna load faster all that good stuff the other thing is they also support uh you know high dynamic range or hdr um oh, so I've, I've heard this before. your colors are gonna pop i mean you're gonna have the contrast mm-hmm. you're gonna have some good dynamic range color in your images and uh you know it's similar. I'm going to say it's similar to the Apple HEIF, you know, image format thing. Um, you know, when you take an image on an iPhone, it, it, it does a high dynamic range image. It's similar to that, only uh, the difference between that and AV1 is AV1 is open format and uh, not closed proprietary stuff.
0: Exactly, and that's why OG and o- OGM mm-hmm. and OGV dominate the entire space now. Mm. Wait, um, wait, hold they on. They
1: don't, I guess, but <sighs> it's something we should support, though, seriously, right? If we, we can, ju- yeah, if we can, and it catches on. Jokes aside, I would love for the open
0: standard to work. I would love for YouTube to adopt AV1. I would love for everybody... Everybody to take the open standard because that means that one or two companies do not control, you know, the mainstream file format. I mean, pretty much what MP3 was and why everybody in the open source community tried to stray away from it. But it open sourced and everybody came back and that might happen with HEIC, HEIF. But, I mean, with AV1, we start from an open standard in the first place. And I think that's the best, 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 best place to be.
1: So it has some big name backers. It's got like, you know, Microsoft and Netflix and Google and you know, you get the idea. Big big names, right? And it because it's not just one, they're all all contributing to this. I, I've gotta believe that uh, you know, it it really is a standard at that point once once all the right. big names are grabbing a hold of it. It's not just a a proprietary thing that's one of them does. So that's right. good.
0: Exactly. So I took a look. I had to take a look. Uh I mean I couldn't do it in Firefox, obviously. No. And no. then, and then, and then. So the feature is there, but it's not quite stable yet. So I went in, I went in and I turned it on and I tested one of these images. It didn't work.
1: It <laughs> so, didn't load.
0: So so I had to do what I hate to do, which is open up Google Chrome. And yeah, you could have I opened Chromium up the I image. Uh, well, I guess. And then it
1: but it opened up fine yeah it totally open up fine, right?
0: And I compared it, yeah, okay, it looks fine. It looks good. it really does <laughs> it, looks, there's, there's, you,
1: it looks better, does it not? It does
0: there's <laughs> contrast there that you don't right. get otherwise, and then okay, so but here's the thing, right? you get a not just a higher quality image you you do you get contrast that's not there. You see colors that aren't that that weren't necessarily there in other versions of the image. they pop.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But you end up kind of in this situation where I I, I need it on Firefox, but I can't have it. I, know. I just want it. <laughs> I just, I need it. Give it, give it. Just I know. Give so th- it
1: to me. <laughs> so this has been in Chrome since version 85. That was a long time ago. We, we are, are on version ago. 93 now. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And it's <sighs> been in Windows, you know, natively in Windows uh, for a while too, like 2019, yeah. I think. So
0: Firefox, Firefox.
1: Yeah, it's got to come. It's got to.
0: Give it to me. Give it. <laughs> I need it.
1: it. It is becoming, you know, more widely adopted. So let's hope they get it together.
0: And the compression is like next to it's none. There's, there's absolutely nothing that can down that far. So yeah, just please make my internet better. Firefox, hurry, hurry.
1: Yeah. So sorry, sad Mozilla watch this time. Tear. tear. In a happier note, uh the Linux kernel is really got some big changes coming and actually got some big changes that have been released so um yes. version uh, 514 um i i think big thing for me that i noticed um was kvm support on arm
0: ah uh, so okay uh, just just make me feel real good after this firefox thing
1: i'm trying does this
0: mean that i can run a vm on A Raspberry Pi.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that means you can run KVM VMs.
0: Ah! Oh, wait, wait.
1: Does does that extend to the Pinebook Pro? Well, I would imagine that's an ARM based processor. So, sure. Mm.
0: Hmm. Now, no, I, don't now expect, I don't think you're going you to run
1: a lot on this, right? No, like, it, 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 like the processor is not made to run that much. Right, and you're kind of limited on RAM a little bit. I mean, I guess you could get a Raspberry Pi four with like eight gig of RAM. So true, something that that didn't need a lot of processor, but could have used you know a little RAM. Like I don't know, you could probably run two or three VMs on a on a Raspberry Pi four and be pretty comfortable.
0: Well I think uh, you know Depending I, I think more doing. more as a more as a learning platform
1: Oh for sure like nice little home lab right
0: Right exactly and I, I mean you you get two or three of these little things and you you start running them with KVM on them you can learn a lot and I think that's one of the best parts about I mean I think that's just one of the best parts about open source in general is you're not you're not getting windows on these things and running hyper v on them but you can put linux on these things and run kvm on them and still learn a lot of the same underpinnings and what's going
1: on in the background i I mean you think about it you're running like a little uh you know a pie hole and i don't know some other little things that little web-based things um small you know like maybe home assistant or something you could probably run a couple of those things together
0: yeah, exactly. I, I tend to fall on the Docker side of these things. Which, mean, which is fine
1: is, too. Know, that's another way
0: to get there. We we were talking about Linux server I.O. I mean, thanks. Um mm-hmm. I mean you you tend to have all of the things with Docker that's already supported and everything. But you know what be having the ability to run an entire VM on you know Pretty cool. a lot of these low power devices is amazing. It's mm-hmm. it's nothing short of amazing. Yep. The the what feature of 5.14 is hot pluggable GPUs Dan oh. when is the last time you plugged in a GPU with the machine on um talk about hot <laughs> <laughs> right
1: yeah exactly yeah look
0: look i was in the middle of a game of crisis and then i, I just pulled ju- this i just ripped, I this, I just right ripped it there. right out yeah because why not and then I plugged it back in and we were all, we were golden. We were golden. Okay. I, uh, I, I really doubt that would be the case, but.
1: I'm sure this is more geared towards like eGPUs, you know, the, the external type of thing going on. Right?
0: Okay, fine. You get to make sense of it. That's okay.
1: Uh, but that's, that's all I can come up with though. No, that, that <laughs> I don't know why you'd want to rip these things in and out. Yeah. That doesn't make I, sense.
0: I, out, yeah. Outside of eGPUs. Uh, yeah. That would eGPUs make sense. But um I you know I immediately read that and my, my head just uh, straight
1: went to Yeah, like a twenty eighty. Just rip that just your rip that bad boy out. Fan bleeds and grab a hold of it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> oh, what a bad idea. <laughs> oh man.
0: So I'm I'm excited for this. I mean, honestly, I'm actually excited for every new kernel release because in just about every single kernel release, there's something for me, whether it's, you know, mm-hmm. little, little tiny, you know, off to the side things that, that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things, or it's. Um, you know, better GPU support or this device yeah. that, that's out there now. I think BZ, um, the Intel BZ wireless uh, adapters are now supported in 5.14. I, I can't remember if that's yeah. 5.14 so, or so many
1: hardware things just get bundled in there all the time. It's like a never-ending stream. It's great.
0: All the time. So the other thing, though. So the thing that really got me with 5.13 was that uh, ASPM. So AMD has this thing called Active State Power Management that in 5.13 um the 500 series so that's like the 565 75 80 mm-hmm. yep. uh Very the vega series that's the the 56 and the 64 and in the 5000 series which is which is what affected me on 5.13 which mm-hmm. i don't have my hands on yet because i run an ubuntu based distro so i'm waiting mm-hmm. or i guess i could just slap it in there and hope for the best but that had uh better power management for sure. my video card and in 5.14, which is what released, we're now seeing kind of a the best of both worlds, right? We see some older 200 series. I, I still have a 270 oh, that is okay. now supported with this ASPM and 5.14. And for those of you that somehow through the chip shortage and the pandemic and everything else, somehow you got yourself y- your hands on a 6,000 series car. Oh, yeah. Wow that's now also supported with ASPM and that that does include some of the mobile chips. So we're going to oh, yeah. see better power management on all the AMD cards. And you know what you're not going to have to do? You're not going to have to install some weird Nvidia driver and hope that the kernel supports it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, or you know, <laughs> install that and then reboot and hope you don't get a black screen.
0: Exactly. So to to all you Nvidia card havers, which is the majority of you. Yeah. Um No, you have the better card. But that's not the point. You you do have performance on your side. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) You can have your performance. I'm going to have good Linux support. I (laughs) I got ease of use.
1: You got performance. I got ease of use. How's that?
0: That's it. That's it. As long as I don't have kernel 4.14, I'm good to go, man.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So coming up, though, in 5.15, which is the uh, upcoming version, uh, a bunch of things have already been merged into the kernel. and, And... that's kind of impressive early on some of these things that that are getting getting in there so you know they're going to be in there in, when it gets released. Um one big one is a uh, better NTFS uh support right into the kernel.
0: Yes. We've been complaining about the fuse module forever because yeah. it's not great. It's it's fine, it works. It works. It very rarely does anything that you don't expect it to do, but
1: well, it's an add-on, right? It's not; it's a user space thing that you add on, and it's not built into the kernel, right?
0: So there's a performance hit to that, exactly. But now it's built in.
1: Built in. That's going to be nice.
0: Mm, 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 mm. So I'm... sticking with the with the Windows frame of mind. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we got we got to go further <laughs> with that.
1: Well, we do. So SMB or uh, server message block, uh, you know, file share stuff. Um, that's going to get some inclusion into the kernel as well. Now this is not going to replace Samba, but it is going to be, um, you know, a kernel mod, you know, built into the kernel, uh, drivers. So you can spin up, uh, think little file server with just the kernel. Yep, exactly. It's it's amazing. So so I, I can read a little bit about, uh, the, the, what they wrote here. Um, KSM- is a new kernel module which implements the server side of SMB3. The target is to provide optimized performance, GPL2 SMB server, better lease handling, you know, distributed caching. Uh, The bigger goal is to add more features more rapidly, e.g. RDMA, aka SMB Direct, and recent encryption and signing improvements to the protocol, which are easier to develop on a smaller, more tightly optimized kernel server than, for example, Samba. The Samba project is a much broader in scope. You know, the tools, the security services, LDAP, Active Directory, Domain Controller, a cross-platform file server for a wide variety of purposes. But the user space file server portion of Samba has, provided, has proved to be hard to optimize for Linux workloads, including smaller devices. So this is not meant to replace Samba, but rather to be an extension to allow better optimizing for Linux and will continue to integrate well with the Samba user space tools and libraries where appropriate. Working with the Samba team, we have already made sure that the configuration files and X attributes are in a compatible format between the kernel and user space server. So that, that to me says a lot and um i feel like the fact that they're working together and not on a replacement but in order to enhance performance wise mm. you know the file sharing so
0: yep exactly so
1: i said a lot of words there
0: <laughs> yeah well rewind a little bit so i mean what what this really means is that i mean you're going to end up with better performance overall if you're using the smb3 uh protocol mm-hmm. And this is this is cross-platform, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Windows already uses that. I mean, they've, they've yeah, had it's it all long, built long into their kernel. And now Linux gets to take advantage of SMB uh, version three in the kernel, so we're going to get some pretty close performance right. benefits to you know, as if you compared to Windows. This is one of the things that pushed me away in the first place. I have mm-hmm. gotten rid of all SMB
1: right in my yeah, it's in not my
0: I moved to SSH and SSHFS for absolutely all of my file transfers. By the way, side story, um, I was on Wi-Fi for a little while, and mm-hmm. I was using SSHFS, and I was not happy with the performance.
1: That doesn't seem and, too bad.
0: Uh, it's, no, no, it's not terrible, but when I'm trying to push and pull about 15 gigs of stuff, I mean, the video mm. that I'm recording right now is going to be about eight to nine gigs and Kaden Lives is going to have to deal with that. But right. I mean, I'm moving large files around a lot of times, and I, I want the fast of the fast. And SMB mm-hmm. was always pretty fast, but it wasn't Linux native. It was in user space, and it did, it mm-hmm. just didn't. It wasn't as performance as I, performant as I would like it to be. Right. And while SSHFS takes a performance hit because of encryption, mm-hmm. I preferred it. So. Uh, but but I did finally get off of Wi-Fi back onto wired, and I was able to pull 113 megabytes per second on SSHFS. And I don't know if that's a combination of being wired and having the CPU that I have.
1: Well, Linux but- performance on, you know, network performance is going to be much better than Windows any day of the week. Yeah, but
0: my goodness, that's... A no. like hundred and thirty. What is that times eight? Because that's you know yeah. megabits, and you can talk about one gigabit yeah, it's, it's, and all that. It's close to that's, line
1: rate speed, right? That's so it's like eight hundred megabits, you know, nine hundred yeah. megabits. I don't know. Doing that quick, is impressive. Quick math in my head.
0: Yeah, it's like it's like eight seventy-five or something, like mm-hmm. eight ninety. I that's don't know. Pretty much but what you are going to get
1: on the line. Like that's that's
0: impressive. Tapping it out almost. I've, I'm very impressed with that. So I mean, no. it's going to be really hard to pull me back over to using the SMB protocol. But I get it. Having SMBV3 built into the kernel and working with the Samba project to bring this to the masses, yeah. well, I know. that seems to me like the good recipe for me to at least start dabbling again once this is widely available. Start well, dabbling again and and do some performance
1: benefits. Yeah, but it, like if you're sharing files with some other system... And it doesn't have those things, uh, and and just ease of use, right? So, like you, yeah. Uh, so you want to share files with a Windows person? Sorry. Well, and, no.
0: Uh, what what I do is I force them to install WinSCP. That's what I do.
1: Nah, nah come <laughs> on, make it easy, right? It's built in. It's built in. Well, so,
0: okay, okay. So if you want to talk about built in then maybe i just tell them to install wsl install you know ubuntu on that and then they can use sshfs or maybe they can use with um, sftp or yeah totally simple
1: yes i know we can figure that out but not everybody can right let's be there, real there you go okay so fine. yeah no you want to share files this is going to be the way to do it right here it
0: is, it is. So I might, I might go dual protocol for a little while and mm-hmm. you know kind of make a decision. But th- you know, this is this is in the in the future because 5.15 is not going to be in the Ubuntu um repository not, until at least uh, Well, it's not released yet. So Yeah. So so when this comes out, we might see it in 2110. I assume okay, I did some quick math in my head. We'll probably okay. see 517 in 2110. Now don't quote me on that. But really, that far? No. Quick, quick math. No, we only got a month. Wait for the kernel freeze on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I'm We're sorry. Release 20, in a month. Twenty two oh four. Okay, so my brain was right on half the thing. Twenty two oh four. Oh, okay. We'll see, yeah, I'll buy we'll that. see five seventeen. Oh, we'll that would be about right. I,
1: I think you're probably right.
0: Which which means that when I upgrade my NAS, this will likely be all built in and ready to go. So, yeah. Yeah, at that point, I'll run dual stack. In uh, you know SSHFS and SMB3, and we'll, you know may may the best protocol win.
1: Yeah, and, and you know you bring you bring that up that you know having that in an LTS that's going to be kind of big.
0: Well, oh, that that's for for something as important as a NAS. That's
1: all I'll use. Well, that's all a lot of people use is the LTS. LTS mm-hmm. is very popular, so um, you know having those things baked in will be nice. Housekeeping.
0: Housekeeping. Time to fluff a pillow,
1: so the Linux community has some fantastic members, and we want to make sure to highlight that our showcase for this episode has the p c t l c youtube channel um if you haven't heard, Colin has uh, been a member of the Biddle community for oh well pretty much since the beginning, and I've been a subscriber of his channel pretty much since he started it, so it's one it's one of my favorite ones um I recently sent someone there for a tip on a topic um, that they were wondering about. And then I was reminded how great uh, Colin's content is. I mean, he he, he breaks things down, you know, the, the more difficult things, he breaks them down into simple form and approaches things like a new user would. So he recently did a whole series on dual booting, and uh, that was pretty great. I mean, he did, I don't know, I mean, 10 different you know, videos on, on that. It was, it was impressive. And so, uh, that was excellent. I think you should check it out and I'll have a link in the show notes. What do you, what do you think?
0: I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. You should definitely go check that stuff out. Um, it's, it's petty. It's absolutely petty, but one of my favorite things about, um, his channel, and I have to shout out, um, the sleepy eyes Vince for this as well. Be, I just love the Australian accent. I swear I could, like, take a nap to that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but that accent tends to make things slightly more interesting to me as well. So, you know, just add that to your list of things, to reasons to check this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, go check go check that out. It's absolutely 100% worth it. Anything educational Linux is going to be top of my list. And, um, yeah, Colin and PCTLC, absolutely top.
1: So? Uh, keep up the great work, uh, mate, and uh, keep them coming. (laughs) Keep them coming. He
0: did it, Fair Dinkum. He did it.
1: (laughs) Feel free to send your emails to contact at linuxuserspace.show. Again, because you know it's it's working again. Yeah, (laughs) and we can have a discussion about them on the show, just like we did with Matthias. Uh, We truly appreciate all of our sponsors on Patreon, and if you would like to join them in in supporting the show head on over to patreon.com slash linuxuserspace. Please follow us on Twitter at linuxuserspace to get all the latest announcements for this show and highlights for things that impact your user space. We have our Telegram group. Please join us at linuxuserspace.show slash telegram. It's one of those redirects.
0: Yes, it is, Caddy. thanks.
1: Or you can hop into our Matrix channel and join the chat over there at uh, linuxuserspace.show slash matrix. Another one. Bing. And if, uh, you know, none of those are your thing, you can join our discord. If that's your jam at linuxuserspace.show slash discord.
0: It seems, it seems like, it seems like Caddy is doing a lot of heavy lifting. Lately.
1: There's a lot. There's a trend here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, don't forget to rate this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast application and uh, like, comment and subscribe on YouTube. You can always get more information on our website, linuxuserspace.show.
0: Hang on. Wait a second. Do we have a linuxuserspace.show slash YouTube?
1: No, we should get one of those. Oh, hey, whoa, whoa, all right, okay. All right, you got me on one.
0: <laughs> Listen, I don't have a lot of good ideas. I mean, maybe like one a year.
1: No, all right, this, let me write, write that, that down. One. No, I'm going to write it down. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right, it's time to focus.
1: It's I'm focused.
0: Focus. I've been oh, focused. I, I've been focused no, all I,
1: week. You have been
0: focused. Oh, my gosh. So we're, we're, we we got to talk about two-factor. We got Okay, number one. If you don't have at least basic two-factor on at least your email, mm-hmm. go do that. Go absolutely do that. And I think Dan's got some solutions for you on how to get it done.
1: I do keep the show running, but please run, grab these.
0: Wait, don't run away from the show. Run to your your gnome.
1: Yeah, no, keep it, keep it in you know <laughs> your other monitor or something.
0: Oh, hey, hey, that's a good idea. Just put us over there. Picture in picture style, and then and, yeah, you yeah. yeah.
1: Let's let's get some apps for you. So two apps. One of them I actually found because we were researching the new uh, GNOME apps uh, webpage, and that would be Authenticator. Oh wait, no, not the Google Authenticator. No, not the yeah. Microsoft Authenticator either. This is the GNOME wait. Authenticator.
0: Oh, that that oh, there's a, a third one, but they're all called Authenticator.
1: They're all called Authenticator. <laughs>
0: okay, well you know at least you know what they do. They authenticate they do. you. They authenticate. Oh, okay. So these right. are
1: going to do your time based, uh, you know, one time password or hash based, uh, one time password things, uh, that a lot yeah. of websites and, and email providers and, you know, all those things are using these days. So, um, it, it's one of those apps. It's real simple. You know, it's, it counts, counts them down and, uh, it spits out codes. Um, so you can rush over to the, uh, gnome, you know, apps.gnome.org. And and grab the authenticator. It comes as a flat pack, if that's what you want.
0: A flat pack? Oh, it, it can. That's... And, and that's how I huh. tested
1: it. And it works quite well. It's very simple. You go to the, the page, you click Add Provider, and enter in the code that they give you. Or it will scan a QR code. And, <laughs> and oh, it's just... Easier, right?
0: That's that's my favorite way to handle all of this because look, I don't want to be typing stuff in. Nope. I don't wanna because I'm gonna I'm gonna get it wrong and it's gonna be like you're wrong, and then I'm gonna have to go back and I'm gonna have to nope. look through all these little things. Oh, it's because the L wasn't capitalized. That's that's why.
1: Nope. So it'll it'll scan those QR codes and um yeah, that's that's kinda it. When you go to the webpage, it'll prompt you, you know, to enter your, your code. You enter you look it up in uh GNOME Authenticator and there it is. So one cool thing about this uh, is you can actually password protect your, your authenticator app. So it'll ask you for a password every time you open it up. So it's not just uh, sitting there open.
0: So listen, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. You have a username and you mm-hmm. have a password.
1: Those are things you know. And Then
0: you have a time-based one-time passcode. Which is something you have. And then you have to have a password for your time-based one-time passcode to use on top of your password on top of your username.
1: Well, some people are it. secure,
0: right? <laughs> I I get it. I that that's cumbersome, but think about it.
1: You don't have to use the 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 you know password to enter in if you don't want to. But if well, you really well, want to get secure, you can.
0: But but here's the thing, right? Like, imagine if you will, for just a minute that. You forgot your password to your favorite social media application, and you click on the the forget password Mm -hmm. button, and then it's what does it say? It says, hey, we're going to send you an email Mm. so that you can verify your identity so that we can change your password. So if you rewind back to the very first thing I said about all this, if you don't have a TOTP type passcode on at least your email... Yeah, you gotta get one because if somehow someone gets your email and it doesn't have this authenticator, yeah. doesn't have a TOTP type uh, additional authentication on it, right? That means they can change all your passwords. They can. Think they can it. impersonate every, you. Every single service out there in the entire world how will you reset send your you passwords. An email. They'll do yeah. that over email. So I please know. protect your email at least. And yeah. this is absolutely one way you can do that.
1: Alright, side tangent. We recently implemented this for everyone at work. All Ooh. users. Every single user. They hate you, don't they? They do. <laughs> and so, I've heard <laughs> all just of the, the way the, it goes. <laughs> I've heard all of the excuses. But you, yep. you you, hit the nail on the head right there. They, You can't be impersonated if you are hanging on to something that no one else has access to. Yep, that's that, it. That proves it. you are you. Yeah, right, so it's
0: better. I, I feel like it's better than biometrics, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they can't they can't come up behind you and steal your Starbucks coffee out of the uh, out of the trash can and nope. do you know the little the thing they do on the movies and
1: yeah, whatever do the they do, powder they, which or whatever, is totally right? Fake, but whatever. Right. <laughs> it's,
0: listen, I watch movies, Dan. That's, that's the only yeah, way I've seen I know CSI how, how security well. works.
1: <laughs> so anyway, that's the GNOME app, right? But wait, it gets better. There's a KDE app that kind oh. of pairs up with this. And that's Does called... it start with a K? It does, but it's really oh. it's really well-named. I actually like the name a little better than just Authenticator. It's called mm-hmm. Keysmith. Yes. All right, so I tested both of these, and I do probably want to give the nod a little bit, as much as it pains me, to the GNOME Authenticator, mm-hmm. because Keysmith kind of falls a little short on a couple of things. Uh, for example, it can't do QR scanning yet, and uh, that's pretty oh. nice. That's and it,
0: that's the best feature. It's got to have that. Come on, Keith Smith. I know.
1: I know. It's in, in well, and it's really sad because it, it's on Plasma Mobile.
0: Oh, but it's on the to-do list, right? So it, it it's is on the to happen. List.
1: They do okay. they do want to implement that and I think that's pretty important. So you can it imagine is. on on your phone um or whatever. Um, that'd be kind of nice, right? Look,
0: if if I'm going to hurt myself every time I log into a specific service because I have a TOTP password on it, at least make it easy to put it in the app. Right. And that, yeah. that's QR code scanning. Make that make that uh, a reality. Keysmith and KDE and everybody involved, I would I would so appreciate
1: it. So the other thing that the Keysmith can't do is the backup and restore um, like from another app. So Gnome Authenticator will let you do that, right? So if you, have, you know, pull them, pull you can pull your stuff out of Bitwarden if that's what you wanted and put it into Gnome Authenticator or vice versa if you wanted to Put your stuff and put it into BitWord and TOT stuff, you can do that too. Too many acronyms. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the time-based thing. You can do that. Yeah. So I, I gotta give GNOME Authenticator a little bit of a nod, but they both work really well. I installed them both, put them side by side, and they're kind of the same. They they spit out codes when you want them to.
0: That's I mean, honestly, overall, if you can get past the fact that it doesn't have QR coding, uh QR code scanning and the uh, the backup and restore, then, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just as good because the whole point is for it to give you the password that you need to put in to log into things, and it does do that. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely.
1: So let me give you the scenario here Leo and I were talking about is, say you got one of those Jingpad things. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And, and and you want to put an authenticator app on there? Um, mm-hmm. One of these two would be perfect, I'm just going to okay. say. Or if if you're running Plasma Mobile, think about it, you got the Pine Phone and you're running yes. the Plasma Mobile. You got the Keysmith; those are your apps. I think those are the those are the way you go.
0: That that's the one reason that I have not dove in, di- dived, dived. Di- di- I, I haven't jumped Just into jumped, jumped into <laughs> <laughs> the, either of these apps, is because the authenticator needs to be on me at mm-hmm. all times and. My laptop is on me a lot of the times, right? but it's pretty much my phone is what's on me all of the time. And unfortunately, I don't, uh, I don't feel like the Linux options are there yet, so I, I'm not using either of these. But well,
1: let me give you another bel- scenario.
0: Believe me when I tell you, I want to be using either of the two.
1: Right. I really do. Well, let me give you another scenario where you might want to use it. And- So your desktop never leaves your house, right? Pretty secure. Probably not carrying that around. Nobody's going to hack into that, right? That's something you have probably not going to get rid of. And uh, so you could install one of these apps on your desktop. And Mm -hmm. you can still have the thing on your phone. So you can copy that code into both your phone and into the desktop app. And then say you forgot your phone or your battery's dead or something oh like that my you can still goodness. get into the important thing you've done it you've okay you've sold me i'm so sold that's me i feel like having a backup for some of these things is good you're not totally locked out say locked out of your email yo
0: Right. I mean, well, that's that's I think that's a pretty big concern for anybody that's using these kinds of things. Right. Like if this password's going to be changing all the time, there's no way that I would know it. What happens if I lose my phone? Right. Then that's the solution is have it in more than one spot.
1: But you still have to keep it kind of close where it's, you know, yours. Yeah. Don't 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 be don't be don't be sharing these things. Don't be frivolous with it. But, you know, have it in a couple of places. So that's where I'm at. I love security. It's It's one of my
0: favorite things.
1: I think it is pretty good.
0: So, are you going to keep it? Are you going to keep using it forever and ever and ever?
1: I'm going to keep one of them for sure. Okay. Well, no, no, I got to put you on the spot. I'm probably going to keep the GNOME authenticator for right now.
0: Ah, there it is. You know, I mean, the QR code code scanning, the QR code Mm -hmm. scanning, Keysmith. I like your name better. I I like that you start with a K. I'm really into plasma right now. I I need you to get those two things done because. I, I've, I really want you to be top of the heap.
1: I think they'll get there. I think they'll get there. I, I see a but, lot of development in these things.
0: But I think uh, just as with Dan, I I think Google Authenticator, I mean, not Google. <laughs> uh-huh, no, no, starts with a G. Starts with a G, <laughs> almost the same. GNOME Authenticator is God, probably gnome. the one that I'm going to use on the Linux side of things. Next time, we'll spend a little bit of time talking about where elementary came from. Elementary, the elementary element. element. Yeah, right? We'll figure out where that came from. We'll talk about that for a little bit. And we'll talk about how we got on with it. And we'll find out the answer to the question of,
1: will Dan use elementary forever? Well, not to give too much away, but it's not terrible. Thank you everybody for listening and for your support uh leo where can we find you
0: you can find me at leo chavez
1: on twitter okay and you can find me at kc2bz on twitter join us in two weeks when we return to the linux user space I cannot describe the frustration I will feel if I am forced to maneuver around this manufactured hardship for the sake of security. Please remove me from two-factor authentication." Oh, there was another girl that uh, um, wanted to be left off because she wanted to be able to get into her emails because they were really important.
0: But that's huh? the whole reason, that's why you want it.
1: Is Yeah, I know! <laughs> Ah, it's Jeez. horrible. It really it's, is. It's I, horrible. I, I so I just get why they tried to make an end run around it, because the way you can wait nine months to ship a drive.
0: But I mean, you could have just made a new model. You yeah. could have said it at the beginning and none of this would have happened. But you know put, what? Put the
1: other one on permanent back order and make a new one.
0: Yeah, but the, the thing is, I don't think they're going to get punished for this. I don't think they're going to get punished at all for this. I mean, it it makes sense. It's it's 2020, 2021. Oh, I know. I get it, but wow, can you stop being so obvious about it?